Hey guys, this is Greg from The Wild Weird. I'm hoping everybody is having a good holiday. Mine is going pretty well. I've actually gotten to do a couple things that I normally don't get to do around Christmas time. I got to spend it uh, with my in-laws, who are up here visiting, um, spending a lot of time with them, having two extra people living in your house that are always there. It takes a little bit to get used to. I'm enjoying being around them, but you know, it's it's an adjustment. You're used to staying by yourself, living with your wife and your kids. You're used to your kind of daily routine. And when you have people staying over a little bit, that just throws it off a little bit. But it's been really fun. You know, um, I feel like there's not much to complain about. I got to spend more time with my family. Got to spend more time with my kids. Got to be around the people I love. And I also got to interview one of my favorite bands. I had the opportunity to interview The Max one of the hottest bands coming out of Portland. Um, been to a couple of their shows. Got introduced to them through a friend. I wasn't too familiar with the like the rock and roll scene, the punk scene here in Portland. And over the last couple months, have been introduced to a plethora of amazing artists. And the Max are one of them. And very interesting dudes. Very nice guys. Um, got to go over to their house and sit down with all the band members. Uh, right after their practice. So I got them fresh after, you know, their minds are super overly stimulated. They just rocked out, burned a lot of energy. So, you know, there are times when they seemed a little tired. But overall, they gave me they gave me a lot of them, and I appreciate that. And it started off pretty nice. I mean, when we first got there, uh, we realized that we forgot the power cord to my mixer. So instead of doing the interview with four mics, we did the interview with two mics. Really one and a half mics because my mic was the only one that was really picking up on anything because everybody else was using one mic. So you'll notice a little bit of an audio quality difference because we end up having to use the audio from the camera. But overall, I felt like this interview went very well. We got a lot of good takes, a lot of like their inspirations, personal stories, um, how they met each other. And the one thing that really inspires me is when you hear about these bands that have known each other for a long time. Some of the band members have known each other since fourth grade. Some have known since just high school. And they kind of organically came together and formed this group that makes amazing music. And it was an honor and a privilege to talk to these fellows, get to know them, get to know people in their life, and get to know what kind of pulls them through their art and what inspires them. And I hope that you guys enjoy this interview, and which I think you will. And um, enjoy. shows right you don't really expect anything you're still going to do your thing mm -hmm. and then but that's what like when i saw you guys the second time and i saw how consistent it was with the first show i went to and i was like okay we're at a bar across the street from joe's house he's nervous he doesn't really know what to expect there's people in this bar that regularly go there that don't know what to expect right and it seemed like everybody seemed nervous about that <laughs> they were like okay these are casual people this is their bar yeah, <laughs> you know? I, the yeah, I, think, sure. I think the bartender um was telling jonah to cut us off really um, and just because i think it was going a little late and we're, we're loud you know oh yeah um and so all the bar people were probably unhappy <laughs> there were some people that like there's like a couple people seem like in their in their 60s that this is not what they were expecting with their night 
But there were a lot of people that were really surprised and like were enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. And it didn't seem like the, the coolest thing is we see a band in it, like an atmosphere like that where you're like, okay, you can do one of two things. You can either like shelter in, not care, kind of give a mediocre show or give it less energy than you would like a show at a big venue, right? But you guys didn't change anything. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not in our nature, my friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it kind of happens. Every show we play, we end up approaching it, regardless of what we say about the show before doing it, the second we start it, it just all falls in and we kind of are just playing. We just play like we would play, you know, at Mississippi Studios or anywhere else. It just is, it's a very natural thing for us to, be, yeah. to end up doing that. At one or 1,000, we pretty much just play at each other. So, you know, y'all get to watch that. Yeah, if you're playing to no one, it's it's band practice then. And so you still take it seriously. And it's so cool because you guys seem to vibe off each other. Like, you're paying attention to what everybody's body language, like, kind of, you guys have a connection. And, like, so, I've, I saw one, uh, I think I was reading something in articles. You guys were rated, like, from the Willamette, the best up-and-coming band out mm-hmm. of Portland. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? Like, how do you guys feel when you get something like that? Does it matter that much? Is it something that's like, it's cool, but it's not gonna, it's not like motivation. You're gonna keep doing your thing. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how it is. It's, yeah. We've had a lot of failure, so <laughs> if we if we took that to to heart, then we wouldn't be here. So I mean, taking a big, big success too seriously would also exactly. be a bad thing. It's a compliment. It's just like the city we're living in, going like. You're cute. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw you guys did was it, was it going six like in the morning or was that like- <laughs> Shout out yeah, to yeah, extra. Emily Burris. Emily Burris. Shout out to Emily Burris. News. <laughs> <laughs> like when I saw that, like you guys seemed like oh, we're happy to be here, but this is like this is kind of awkward. I don't know what to think. Like, how did you guys feel being at the news? Like, it was well, same thing you said about the weird bar corner of the room bar show it's like we, as uneasy as we may have been loading into a newsroom i think it's awesome they even do something like that like they're a news channel that's cool that they even like when yeah like, acknowledge local bands at least you know that was a funny one to receive the email back from and be like sure they just get like oh my god we didn't think that was gonna happen at all um but i think it was it was really fun it was a very unique uh, experience to, to have to load into a new station downtown at 8 in the morning <laughs> on a Monday like, <laughs> or something like that Thursday maybe. sure but it, it was a weekday and it was very it was entertaining it was just kind of like baffling the whole time like walking up loading in setting up we're like ah, this is strange I learned a lot about how modern news works really? it surprised me a lot <laughs> everything is training. robotic I, I expected the newsroom to be this bustling atmosphere of people yelling like a nice other papers. 50s copy yeah, room yeah, yeah. Like, here's, exactly. a here's a paper take a paper no it's this just one paper. one woman walks up to the desk all the robot cameras fall into place and she just does the news in an empty room one day it's like <laughs> surprised that yeah. Happened. yeah wow I wonder how that is I mean like like did they even have a camera person or they like was nope. the actual camera just like following they just, they just, the they just yeah. move into place I'm sure they have someone like remote. Yeah, yeah, someone's controlling it. But it was there was no one. Still off putting. So you guys show up and you're like, this is not what I expected. Yeah. You expected like that's kind of how I felt like I thought most newsrooms would be. I can only imagine going to like Fox or CNN, like how that's going to be. My my idea of newsrooms is the Anchorman. Yeah. I was hoping that Will Ferrell would have a boner. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> 
We say goodnight, San Diego, and fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Oh god. So that's awesome. And you guys also got to perform on it. So like they yeah. had you guys like perform. That was fucking cool. Yeah. I think only half of the song. It's yeah. <laughs> aired. Like actually aired. Oh really? Uh, but it was it was the the good part of the song. So. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. We didn't fuck up. No. Yeah. No, you guys seem to be like really consistent, and like there's you don't even seem like there's a pressure of it. Like some bands seem like so focused in the moment on like how they're perceived, how they want to look, um, how things are going, and you guys just kind of seem to let go, and it just all falls into place. It's pretty I think, awesome. I think that's kind of our version of taking it seriously and how we want to be perceived. We do put a lot of pressure on our not not the negative pressure but we want the best out of each other i expect the best out of him 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 and him every yeah the expectation is that we go hard yeah go as hard as possible and that probably looks like we're really loose because just i guess that's just because we know each other so well yeah and we're so tight and this is a you know yeah, we're so tight like that. It's like probably comes off like it's easy, but yeah. I mean, I think the focus is very internal, like band member to band member, and so whoever's watching like is kind of irrelevant. And so, well, yeah, it's your experience. I mean, yeah. we're there to watch you guys do your thing. We're having fun. If you want to be there, that's I'll do it. And you're like, yeah. I, I remember when like at the Jonah's party, um, and I was watching the first couple shows. I went out and I was talking to Jonah out in the patio. I come back in right when you guys start. And I'm standing right behind you. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like standing on, like you're touching the ceiling in this place. And I was like, just that vibe of like this, like sound hovering you, engulfing you. And then dude's just having a good time. Like, and everybody else was like, it just, it's infectious. And I, I think like whether or not some people like the, the bar county people who normally go there wanted to be there or not, you could tell that they're like, we're going to stay for this. Like, a lot of people were like, I, I, there was an older gentleman in his late 50s talking to his wife. She looked exhausted, like, within five minutes of being there. He's like, let's stay, let's stay. This band looks really cool. Like, <laughs> and she, he had to convince her to stay. And when she stayed, she had a good time. Like, she was like, oh, this is nice. They're like, you know, when you're giving each other the head nod. And they're like, we're going to, this is cool. This, I like that when you're like, when you can infect people that normally would never even go to something like this. And they have an open mind enough to stay and give it a chance and then that's how you leave an impact because they're going to go home look up your music mm -hmm. you know and be like maybe if they're not like well you know I'm a little maybe they think they're too old for this or something they're going to recommend it still to people whether or not it's to their children to family members people they know and then it's always going to stay in the back of the head they're going to recognize your name Absolutely. and your name is like even cooler because it's easily <laughs> how do you guys come up with that name like what the max like how did that get created yeah. Who's wants to lead on this one? <laughs> oh, well, shark! I mean, take it away. Well, I mean, there's like the classic. Yeah, there's the truck. There's yeah, the truck. Yeah. there's the truck. Yeah, I mean, also the shark. I feel really dumb that <laughs> the truck. I thought of like Max, like Night, like Return of the Mac. You know, like hip hop. Like right. I don't know why I didn't think of the Max. Um, yeah, I mean, we we were on our way to our first gig in Portland back in like 2018 when we were still in high school, and you were just just a figment of our imagination, mm -hmm. yeah. a dream come true. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we were we were crossing an intersection, and um, red light turns green. We cross the intersection. Um, 
a semi truck blows through a red light and um, Ben was driving passenger seat for me and uh, right before the semi you know smacks you know fucking t-bones us Ben slams on the brakes and it goes right past us but the last thing that I see right before I'm like okay yeah this is it we're dead is that that head plate just says Mac right past our faces and so that kind of imprinted yeah so. Then we added an umlaut and <laughs> That's cool. That's super cool. I think like things like that, like especially like because you know some bands will spend days in the think group just trying to come up with a name, whatever seems to be relevant or whatever. And the fact that your guys' name is impactful in that moment. Well, ultimately, we wanted it to be one syllable, so we all sat in a room and just kind of on on a pia just yelled just. Little things actually. <laughs> Wham! No, that's taken. Uh, you know, and eventually we hit. <laughs> wait, 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 let's look it up. Let's look it up. Pow! 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 I'm moved. I'm surprised they got me on the plane back. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do. Dangle the string with mezcal on him. Come here, boy. Come here, Sadly, how long were you guys down there for? Four days. Four days total. Yeah, we extended our stay an extra day. We were just not ready to leave yet, <sighs> and we're so happy we did because we ended up going to like a very exciting uh, mariachi party for like a birthday. Hell yeah! And we got to be on the radio there. And we got to be on the radio oh, yeah, there. Yeah, we played two sets, <laughs> did a recording session. Like we were busy. Oh yeah. Every day Very has busy. an itinerary and things to do, but we still squeeze every moment out of it to go explore or just like hang out with, with good friends. You can unlock that. Yeah. I think so. Let's One see. of my roommates is Let's see, chat. Man. <laughs> so, funny. so like how is the music scene down there? Like I'm totally unfamiliar with like the next colorful, rich. There's a lot of camaraderie, a lot of family. They're all friends. They all support each other. From what I can tell. From the four days we saw it's a pretty small portion. It's a giant it, city. Yeah. Uh, it is a massive city. I figured, man. Like I've heard people that have gone down there and not come back. They like it so much. That was almost me. I swear. I've contemplated we've contemplated that. We've had moments where we're kinda of like, okay. You know, it would be nice just to like find a place to leave and not come back. It's either Mexico, somewhere in South America, but yet that's a little bit farther. So I feel like I'd be lazy to say Mexico. Like my dad's from Portugal, so I'm kind of like maybe Portugal. Portugal seems like a cool place. It is. I've, been there. I've heard many, many. You've been to Portugal? Yeah, I mean, been there. What parts? Uh, I mean, we were in Lisbon. Yeah. Um, then we went to the beach. Portugal. What's the ghost called? It starts with an A. Um, the Azores. No, right. Because my, my dad's from the islands, like the Azores Islands on the coast of Portugal. He did live in Lisbon, like pretty shortly though, and like when he was younger. But, I thought it was like, I wish I remembered what it's called. I was. Hell yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I don't even, I don't mean, I'm, you know, half Portuguese and I don't even know how to speak Portuguese. Oh, yeah, we were talking about languages. Yeah, it's a beautiful language. I love Portuguese. Do you know the history of that language? I found this out recently. That it's actually. They spoke a completely different language in the early 1800s, and then they had one king who just liked the romantic sound of the Spanish. So it's kind of a fusion between Spanish and their old language, mm -hmm. but they just changed the language because he liked it. To me, it sounds like it was, oh, king, weird. 
<laughs> sexy blend of French and Spanish and Italian. It is. That's basically what it is. It's like if it, uh, Portuguese people are an odd com- combination of like Eastern Europeans. Right. So a lot, there's a lot of like Lebanese influence and in how they talk, the tone. So if you like, if you heard an old Portuguese woman talk, it would sound very Russian like. That's, that's what I heard. It's like huh. it's very Eastern European. And but like the younger girls though, when their voices are different, it sounds more Spanish. It sounds right. more sexy. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's kind of like I, I've learned that from multiple di- like different relatives and different family friends that it's a they speak it in many different ways. Yeah, but it's still a nice. Well, I basically just get mine from Joao Gilberto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So like, you guys known each other for a really long time, and how long have you guys been playing? Like, when you guys started this band, did you guys all share this like unified vision of what you wanted, or? Like, what influenced you guys to want to start doing this? Well, the band started in high school. Well, the band started with these two, these two brothers. Um, ben wrote an EP, and Joe helped him record it uh, back in high school. And Ben and I have been best friends with. Met him in the fourth grade. His dad was my basketball coach. Oh, that's so cool. He goes, just a fourth grade. Yeah. I figured he's got to play basketball. He's super tall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's- I, I haven't known these guys for... I've, how long? We're getting there. We're getting okay, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we got six years to make up. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, but yeah, like senior year of high school, we were playing sports, and that was kind of you know not holding my interest anymore, and my elbow exploded uh, in my skin. But um, that'll do it. That'll do it. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh fuck, I want attention, and he's really good at guitar, and he's fantastic at the drums, and I was writing a lot of. But words at the time, so he was like, "Well, do you want to record some music?" And I was like, "Sure, let's try it out." I don't know why it's said yes. I don't know why you offered. Um, but we made a little EP, and then we're like, "Well, we made music. We should probably perform it live." Band formed. We had different bases at the time. Bailey, um, and then from there was you know years of history, and that led us to to these two. Yeah, the, vision, awesome. the vision at the beginning was a lot different. I think we started the project because Sam didn't know how to sing. Um, so he was writing poetry and kind of rapping, kind of. Um, so we had like this alternative blues kind of hip hop sound at the very beginning. Which, uh, yeah, that, that music is buried. You can't, you can't find that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't everyone start calling you guys Cage Elephant ripoffs? <laughs> yeah, Sam liked Cage Elephant a lot at the beginning. I mean, they did great bands. They were great back in the day, but I think... We're a lot better than them. Hell yeah. Hey, now, so that was you at the beginning. No shame, yeah. though. You're yeah. listening. Shout out, Cage. There's a lot of blues influence at the beginning. Um, like, yeah. I, I noticed that on your newest album. Is it pronounced Dodgy Bomb? Dodgy Bomb, yeah. Dodgy Bomb, okay. Uh, that, but I think it's... Bumble Beats. Yeah. That song, dude. I was like, cause like, I, I didn't expect that. Like, you can sing the blues. Like, you have a very bluesy voice. Thanks. And it sounds oddly like, like that's what I expect like a old man to sing like. <laughs> <laughs> like that's been through like a lot of time. Two divorces, like a broken leg, an STD. Side. I mean, like. <laughs> So that, I guess that counts. But like, no, dude, like it was completely surprising. Like that was so, so like, and like it just at the time, like the song it came after. I, I'm trying to think if it came after Rubberneck. 
on the track list. I'm not sure, but like uh, it was a completely different shift in tone. The, or the wet frog suit. Yeah, yeah, right. came right before. I'm surprised I'm remembering this. Honestly, my memory yeah. sucks so bad. <laughs> That's just how much I remember. I listen to that shit. Oh, was after shit. It was yeah. right after yeah. shit. Yeah, oh, get my shit delivered for real. Yeah. Very nice. I love that one too. Shit. But let's think, like you guys, that album was like. The first album in a long time that I listened to from beginning to end. And then referred to somebody else, and they listened to it from beginning to end. Oh, man. Thank you. I have a friend of mine uh, named Grant Willie. He does this podcast called uh, The Wall of Wax, where he does, like, uh, biographies and kind of uh, tell stories of, like, fans' histories and stuff. Oh, does he want to guess? Yeah, would you guys like to go on? Of course. Yes, we're coming, Grant. <laughs> uh, but, like, he, and uh, I send him the albums. You know, he loves music. He's one of, like, few, a lot of my friends either list. A lot of my older friends listen to, like, country music and... I grew up in a very country-oriented family. I'm the only person in my family that's even enjoyed hip-hop, listened to, like, <laughs> rock and roll. My mom's idea of classic rock is, like, Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I mean, good bands. I mean, you know, I prefer Guns N' Roses more than Def Leppard. My mom was a hair metal person. Like, she even told me this story, because she went to the same high school as Steve Perry from the <laughs> family, right? Whoa. And it was before she knew who he was, because she's, like, she's at this house party. And this guy is like, she's like, this guy keeps talking. He's got greasy hair, a lot of pimples on his face. He, had, he wore a dirty tank top with ripped up jean shorts. And he just, he just wanted to stop talking to me. He smelled horribly, smelled like weed and like this B.O. And I was like, he just wanted to leave me alone. I told him, get the fuck away from me, dude. You fucking freaking me out. And my mom's story. It's just like, and then I found out later that he moved down to San Francisco in the Bay Area. And that ended up being Steve Perry from Dirty. And then hearing my like 40 year old mother say, I don't want to suck the dick, you know? like, That's my mom. Damn it, mom. Okay, sure, but you don't have to tell me that. I'm like, Steve Perry's a legend, you know? So funny. You could have been Steve Perry's son. I could have been his adopted son or something, though. I could have at least got some of that money or got free tickets to the show or something else. But, like, it's just like that's what I was around most of my life. And then, like, just through my interest in high school, like, looking up people, like, like, it's kind of weird how I came across you guys because first, like, we have date nights where me and her will figure out, like, a, a show to go to. We want to go to the show, whether it's at, like... I uh, came across Palomino Joyride, Jonah's band, mm-hmm. and went to his show, uh, met him, talked to him, got him on the show, talked about you guys. Like, you guys were the first band that he brought up where he was like, you gotta listen to this stuff. What a sweetheart. Like, nice. he brought up, like, the, he brought up a couple bands, uh, like, um, uh... The Danny Dorco project. Nice. Uh, brought them up. Those two. Yeah. Uh, been to that show. That show was great. Was uh, that at the Doug Fur? That, that, that was at the Doug Fur. That was a good one. He played in Palomino. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 I was like, that's that's probably why people are just all sister bands, man. Like, well, everyone's that, in the same. But that's band. cool. Like, is that hard to do? Like, you guys have, like, when you're on stage, are you like, he's like, hey, do this, 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 or do you guys practice with each other, learn all the songs? Like, it's how does that work? Different in every project, you know. It, you can't like be. Full balls to the wall with every band you're in. Well, yeah, you know, I see like but, musicians like help out with bands who are short on somebody. I'm like, how are they remembering all of this music? Like, like that's gotta be difficult. It's just it's just excellent practice, you know. Like we all want to play music all the time, so it's a great way to get better. And you fill in different gaps in your brain too. Yeah. It's like you no no project is the same, and to like that's why it does it doesn't make it hard remembering songs and stuff like you don't get mixed up because it's all completely different part of you I don't know. And, and how do you guys feel like when you are when you guys are thinking of like the next thing you want to do each time you go into the studio and you're working on a song you guys are like oh let's try this is it constant experimentation with something new um is it, or is it something like you're trying to 
like, what is your, what's your goal each time you go into the studio? Greg, adjust your mic. The oh. cord, please. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's a lot of that. <laughs> no, I have so much of that. Adjustment. I have like, the nerve damage in my hand, so sometimes my hand rattles and shakes a little bit. I was paralyzed as a kid. Oh, so good. Like, oh wow. wow. Yeah, no, it was, like, it was random, too. Right? Just woke up one day, couldn't move my legs, couldn't walk for three years. Whoa. Yeah, I just woke up in the morning, was like, can't move my legs. Went through physical shit. therapy. Wow. <laughs> I guess that's like a common thing with pregnant women, so like women get it. <laughs> women get it who just have babies. And it's like a shock to your nervous system. They say it's just like a random virus attacks your nervous system and then it can cause full body paralysis. I fortunately just had leg paralysis. So, Crazy. yeah. And the, yeah, it was really, it was a weird experience, but. Yeah. It's a leftover effect. Weird is an understatement, my friend. Jeez. Greg, is your beer uh, carbonated? Yeah, is it sizzling? <laughs> <laughs> it's sizzling. It's vitamin R. Switch my left hand, but yeah, um, you kind of see there's like a little bit of gas yeah. trembling like that. But yeah, so that's a little residual. It makes it hard to hold a mic, but it's all right. But um, so what do you guys think of that? Like with your experience going to the studio, what is like your motivation each time you go in? You want to write a new song? It changes, right? Well, yeah, I think for each person it's different, especially you know project to project, because we all listen to different things and we all listen to them together. We all pass things around. They're like, hey, like I think everybody's gonna fuck with this. And then everybody has things that, you know, they know that this is just for me, like, I'm going to hold on to this. Um, so I think for each project, everybody's coming with a different influence and a mix of influences, um, just given their own taste. And it's really cool to, like, smash all that together. So, like, I've got these, like, five bands that I've been listening to over the course of the last few months. I'm in the studio. I'm reflecting on that. He's yep. got his own. That's very natural, right? Because, I mean, anything you enjoy, you're going to kind of bring in and make it your own. That's yeah. Cool. One thing that, like, is very, for me, has been special about this and our creative flow is that, like, he's totally right. He's got five things. He's like, I want to recreate that. I want that feeling. I have mine. You know, they all have theirs. But, we like, if we didn't have any any time constraint, like, we could go downstairs and fucking play, just start playing, and play for hours. That's awesome. And we do a little bit, you know, we do for as much as we can, but that's where a lot of the writing and, like, creative output comes from, is that we can just go down and start playing forever. Yeah, I mean, I got full confidence that if you put us in a box for 10 hours with a microphone, we could give you a new record. Well, you guys kind of did, right, when COVID happened. So, like, when COVID happened, you guys were yeah. kind of, like... What what was going on with that? Like, what would what, you guys come out of with, with during COVID? I mean, luckily, we were all shacked up in the same house, barring Harry. <laughs> Harry was... <laughs> Good one. You were not in the band yet. We, our old bassist, Rhiannon, was in the group at the point. Uh, but we all lived in the same place, and we were all laid off from our jobs, like, three days apart. Well, like, March of 2020. And so we... And this is when I was just transitioning into getting into the band, but um, through that, we played, like... I don't know, five, at least five hours a day, like every day, like, yeah, like as, and for as months, as just, right, yeah, it's just a, like, oh, let's make this our job, give us a purpose in this very strange time. Well, I can only imagine, you guys yeah. are like, okay, you got the, the job situation, which sucks, Yeah. So and then you're like, now we gotta figure out what we're gonna do to pass the time, because now you don't have the daily habits of things that preoccupy your time. Yeah, that's how we bided all of our time and kept ourselves sane, um, oh, yeah. but... No, go for it. Yeah, so it came at a tr transitionary point for us creatively. Like, we all became very interested in songwriting instead of, you know, putting on a great show. 
Well, I mean, um, it, at that time, was this 2021, like right at the 2020, yeah. yeah. So there weren't even venues that were open, right? No, yeah. So, nothing. so there was no, like, bringing the music to shows. It was all, like, really examining our music and how we felt about it. So we all got to kind of um, form, I guess, our sound and our style of songwriting um, in that time. So in like a way, even though, like obviously it sucked, it was kind of like a blessing. It kind of provided you guys with that opportunity of the, yeah. to down, have the downtime to think and process. The first six months of it were probably oddly the best thing that happened to the band. Um, after that, it was brutal. Because we, we, we finished the record and then it was awful. Um, yeah, just having, we, we finished the record, there's no one to play to. Um, yeah, because that's, I mean, that's what you want to do, you want to showcase it, you want somebody to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? We didn't release it until 2022. Was rabbit. that The Rabbit? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, that's a good album, too. The first song I heard on that album, album was The Undo Man. Yeah. That was, a, I don't know, dude, there was the timing of that day. Like, how the day was going, I was in my studio, uh, like, I was just flipping through some playlists, and that popped up on a Spotify playlist. Oh, wow. Like, it pop up on a lot of Spotify playlists. Oh, good. That's <laughs> like, a lot of Spotify good playlists. good to know. No, like, that's kind of like, and... Uh, no. <laughs> Thank you, Spotify. <laughs> Thank you, Spotify. <laughs> I give up to Spotify because Spotify, like the, whoever curates their playlist, I don't know if it's the corporate office or people like That's submit all the, them. It's all the computer right there. Right? I, I, I don't it's know. The but like, Spotify does a really good job with kind of putting out their artists that they think are good, and then they'll get the backing of people. And if, yeah. I don't know how they do. Apple doesn't do any of that. Apple keeps it very ni- like mm-hmm. niche to a certain like level. Like you have to be like uh, Arctic Monkeys, <laughs> and, like slightly below that or something to get put on a playlist or something. It's like I don't know how they pick it. Is it algorithmic? It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. While you're spreading the good word of the Mac, please pay people more money for this. <laughs> We've all found good music. Spotify's Spotify been a blessing. It's a, it's a, it's a cool app, but it's, 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 we should get paid more for it. Yes. Oh, definitely. I know. Like, a friend of mine was telling me he's. I don't know how he knew this, but he's telling me about Bandcamp and how Bandcamp is like actively working on to like kind of become the next Spotify and Apple Music and and keeping that merch platform kind of like where you can can go on Spotify and purchase merch. They'll send you a link or something to go purchase it. But if you can listen to your music, get their merchandise, maybe like hear a message, a video or something, turn it into some social platform. That's like the prime objective of like connecting with an artist. Like, mm-hmm. I've been, it would be like MySpace. I've been thinking like... <laughs> it would be like MySpace. Be like MySpace. <laughs> MySpace was cool, but now we don't have that. Thing. Exactly. If Bandcamp had like a, a, a great user interface and like an awesome streaming app, mm-hmm. that would be the norm, in yeah. my opinion. But I don't think there would be anything better. It kind you of need does. It. I mean, I have the app and I like it quite a bit. Really? So, Streaming's yeah. pretty tough for like... Streaming's yeah. pretty tough, but they don't allow like full streaming yeah, right. yet but like as a discovery it's like they're like I don't know the interface I never see a band I've heard of yeah like I never once been like oh I know that artist that's cool and yeah. it's like a pleasant surprise because like you see them on you discover them on Bandcamp and then you go somewhere else to find them, see if they're on Spotify or Apple yeah. and then you list and get their stuff on there but some people just put their music on SoundCloud or put it on Bandcamp yeah. and or yeah you have to put it on Spotify but like Spotify is a great place to discover music, I've noticed. But that's kind of like where I started off. I just liked looking up music. I was like, I listen to the same shit all the time. Yeah. Like, it's refreshing to hear bands like you. Like, I just interviewed Ogre, who was the guy at your last show. Nice. They are my favorite band in this city. Bro, they brought, they brought their guitar and bongos to my studio. And like, can we play a song? And I was like, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. I was like, well, do you respect this? 
And I forgot, I forgot what song they played. They Start played an like an acoustic guitar? They played acoustic guitar, bongo drums of a song that's on their album. Oh, oh my god. god. And it sounded it's oddly like... similar, but like, you know, with acoustic guitar oh, and bongos. I love them so god, they're much. They're so great. They came in with like a like, dressed up, like vest. Like they, These guys were characters. Oh, they're, they're, they are brilliant. They are brilliant. They are brilliant. <laughs> I did this. Like, I, when I saw them, I was like, okay, they're artists. You can tell they like present themselves very intricate, like in, uh, uniquely. But they, as soon as they sat down, it was like, just thoughts. Like, they are brilliant minds. Like, yeah, just yeah. listening to them talk was, like, enjoyable. Yeah. God, and, like, and when I, that was the first show I saw them. And I've never even heard of that genre of music or even, like, It's song. a new one. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you can place that. That's, that doesn't fit in any of the genres. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And one of the, the, I forgot the drummer's name, not Ace. Nils. 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 Mm. He was telling me, he's like, yeah, the one thing I really enjoy about our style of music is that even if I mess up, people are still having a fun time and can't notice. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess. But like, that, but I would, like, even if they did, they're like, yeah, we mess up all the time, but nobody ever cares. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, because they're having a good time. Yeah. You know? And like, I, back to the pandemic thing, like, I, I, I remember I, I was talking to a friend of mine, I was like, you know, something great's gonna come out of this pandemic. Like, especially in Portland, where, you know, the weather sucks to begin with, you know. I grew up in Portland. I've only lived in Vancouver for, like, the last eight years. Mm-hmm. Grew up in the city. Loved it. But, the you know, the last thing I ever wanted to do was be indoors. I wanted to be outside no matter what. And when you're stuck indoors with nothing to do, and fortunately you guys had, like, this unit that kind of, like, brought you together and you built something great off of, like, I thought that coming out of the pandemic, there's going to be this explosion of art because everybody's suppressing it. People are, have the time now to sit and, like, process their thoughts, kind of like whatever, deal with whatever they're going on, and then usually great art comes out of that, you know? Like, art, great art comes from, like, pain and sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Like, I was listening to, I think it was Rogan's podcast with his therapist on there, and he analyzed the shit out of sensitivity and how it uh, portrays to art and creativity, and they're directly connected. And I was like, okay, well, everybody's going through that during COVID in different ways. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what, like, musicians are going through, uh, painters, sculptors, um, any art. It's just like now you actually are sitting here with your thoughts and have to process stuff and usually great shit comes out of that. And to hear you guys like what came out of your experience with that album and like what you guys have formed together like is, is, it's inspiring and it's very motivating and you can see it in the like the looks and how people respond to your music at the shows um, how people talk about you in like a positive way never say anything negative um, it's just like you guys just have this like upward momentum that seems to be very inspiring, but also is motivating a lot of other people in this city. They can like, hey, these guys like can, are doing it, and they're showing it's possible. And it's I, I don't I, I don't want you to think that I'm just like you know fucking jerking you off. Or anything, I, I keep going. But like, like it's just like, and you know I've you know only been doing the podcasting for about a year and a half now and the time I've been doing music because I've always wanted to do music like a music podcast I just didn't know like I didn't know if anybody was gonna want to listen to me talk about it. I got really insecure about it I was like I, I'm not a public speaker I never really was <laughs> and so I got really nervous I'm like well, I can't talk to people they're not gonna give a shit and get in my own head and I was like fuck it I'm just gonna do it during the pandemic and also she motivates me mm-hmm. and she's just fucking do it you're being a bitch just fucking <laughs> I'm like alright I'll do it and I got to meet really interesting people. And Jonah fucking was the start of it all, Jonah, just meeting that guy. And to see how much he supports and loves the music scene. 
Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's a real sport for sure. Yeah, he's, yeah. And he's always a story, you know. He's always checking in, and he's got you know probably two dozen other people he's doing that with too. Yeah, yeah. and okay, even Ogre, like he said, that you guys were motivating to them, and like how uplifting everybody else is. Because I mean, you can go to some music scenes, I'm sure, different places throughout the country. And it, it can be probably very competitive, right? You know, like people are trying to play the same venues, people are comparing themselves. And all they've heard about Portland artists is that how encouraging everybody is. I think it's a very healthy competition. It is. There is, there is competition, but it is that of like, I love that they're doing great. I want to do that great. They're ripping right now. I want to rip that hard yeah. or harder. And it's like a kind of, we're all, everyone's on good terms. But it's like you're kind of one-upping their energy. It's a, that's evolution, man. That's how people evolve <laughs> and get better. Yep. There's no need for people to like not. You, competitiveness is natural. There's no reason that reason to have any hate or like bad malice behind. Like for for example, that show at the Six. Like Ogre's my favorite band in this city for sure. They I love them to death. Nils and Ace are two of my favorite people in the world. I'll support them endlessly. But like they go on there before us and do what they do, and I'm like okay. We have they, to. They were so modest we, about that. I said that to them. They're like, no, nobody ever tries to, like. I'm like, no. Oh, no. We were like, we have to bring. We have they to throw eat, our yeah. balls at the wall now. Or exactly. never. Because. <laughs> and, that's, and that's great. Because I was like telling them, I was like, you guys not aware of what's going on around you? I was like, like they're in the back, kind of like watching you guys while you're performing. Like, they're fully engaged and, like, enjoying your performance. And that's only going to do positive things that allow them to push them to do more, mm -hmm. you know? And it's not like, oh fuck, you know? It's not like, you're like, fuck man, what we can do guys? Like, like they're doing so good. Like we gotta, we gotta, it's not like that. It's just like, let's put on a show now. Yeah. And then let's all celebrate at the end and be, be like, hey, that was hell of a show. Definitely. I'd say the healthy competition is um, fairly new though. Um, yeah. We've, we've experienced a lot of, you know, gatekeeping and you know, social just, media is the one benefit of social media, I feel like. Yeah. It has opened up doors for everybody to where you're not like having to choke each other out for spots. You know, it's like 1980s, there was the Tonight Show, and everybody had to tear each other apart to get onto that. You know? <laughs> True, yeah. Now everybody's got options. You don't need to try to be like anybody else. You can really just do your thing, and somebody will find you and enjoy your stuff if, it's, like, if they think it's good. You know? Yeah. But, um, so, the way I like to end this is, like, I like to ask, like, my guests what inspires them or who inspires them and what where do you guys see yourself in like two years my bandmates inspire me and uh, I would I would like to not have a job in two years that's a good one yeah, having, <laughs> having this be the job in two years is definitely the goal I think for everyone the love I have for these guys specifically and everyone and, and everyone I play music with and also obsession oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that inspires me yeah we're obsessed very hungry yeah I think not working my job inspires me mm -hmm. um, we all love to not put you know just the two hours spare that we have a couple times a week into this I think we'd all like to put our main time into this and then Go do something else hobby-ish. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely think that in the end, for me, our music and just like what we're doing inspires me the most to like know that, you know, making Dodgy Bond was probably like, oh, this is actually like, at least I think this is the first time I felt that we made a really good record. You guys made an original record. Like, yeah. listening to that, it sounds uniquely you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like. Hey guys, it's me again. Um, 
Sorry for the technical difficulties. We actually had some camera issues towards the end uh, with some overheating. So there's about five to 10 minutes of the conversation that was not recorded. So that's why there was the sudden drop off right at the end. Hope you guys still enjoyed the interview, though. I really did. And just remember, follow the Max on Instagram, wherever you get your music. Uh, their new album, Dajibon, is out now. You can get it on Apple, Spotify, um, Bandcamp. If you want to order a custom vinyl, you can get one from Bandcamp. Um, and remember to follow The Wild Weird on all social media. Follow us on YouTube. Like and subscribe. And remember, share with a friend. Because this is how this thing grows. The more you share it, the more it grows. And the more people get to be introduced to new music. At least the new music that I like. Thank you.